0: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You need need to know what's happening. it's, 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 It's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldigger. Back for another edition of In the Huddle, and oh, this one's going to be interesting because, guys, there's a lot going on in the world of the NFL. The owners' meetings are going on in Phoenix as we speak. And, uh, Baldy, I got to tell you, as we get things started, Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger, of course, Jason Lockham for a part of this podcast as well, guys. Appreciate you checking us out, liking us, and subscribing. We put new episodes out frequently every Tuesday, Thursday. Every now and then we'll pop in and do some stuff depending on what the news is. But the A story, the number one story right now is Lamar Jackson tweets that he requested a trade, Baldy, in early March, around March 2nd, and that the Ravens have not lived up to their part of this, that basically they've not shown that he's worth the value or the money, that whatever that is, and he wants a trade. And so that got everybody talking yesterday, and I want to start here because this news of Jackson publicly – Right, we heard privately he might not want to be there. Now it's publicly. I don't want to be here. I want to. I want to change my situation, and he's doing this for leverage. So yesterday, I think Harbaugh sits down to speak with the media, and like ten minutes later, this tweet comes out. Right, and Harbaugh's like, "I haven't seen it. Uh, He's my guy. I love him." Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. let's start first with, is this the right thing to do for Lamar? Like, he said nothing up to this point, and now all of a sudden, he's letting stuff be known that probably was in-house, behind the scenes, because maybe he was trying to handle it the right way, Baldy.
1: Let's put this under the category, this is business. Last year, Kyle Murray did the exact same thing. Scrubbed his social media account, don't want to be a Cardinal, they don't you know it was all about money they got he got a deal he got a contract is this so this is business now i don't agree with the way lamar is going about his business these contracts are difficult there is an awful lot that goes into these things this is big business not just business this is the biggest of business in the nfl this is where drew ozenhouse lee steinberg like the guys that have been around a long time that have done a lot of these contracts there's relationships with these teams. Drew Rosehouse. I remember Drew doing contracts with the Ravens in 19 – before, just when the Ravens got there. I remember seeing Drew there doing, you know, contracts with some of the star players at the University of Miami, whatever. Anyways, these things are difficult. And at the end of the day, the team and the player both want to feel like they win. I mean, it's just it's just negotiations. So for Lamar to come out and say, okay, you know, since March 2nd, I've requested a trade. All right. Like going through the media and doing this and leaving it us for all of us to speculate is ridiculous. It just is. And so I believe that this thing is a fractured relationship now. So now you go, okay, there's Jim Harbaugh at the owner's meetings, 46 (laughs) 46 questions directed right at him. The first 26 questions all about Lamar. He doesn't want to do the dance in front of the media you know, this is between literally between Steve Bashadi and Lamar, because Steve Bashadi, the owner, is gonna be the one that's either gonna write the check, not write the check. Jim Harbaugh wants to coach him. He wants him there. He's won 46 games with Lamar as the starting quarterback. Um, he knows he's gonna win a lot more games than Lamar is there. So then you go, okay, where's the where's the suitor? Okay, Indianapolis. Ursa is getting questions. Jimmy Ursay yesterday. I played for Jimmy, played for his dad. He's taking questions, and he's, like, answering questions off the cuff like, well, I don't believe in guaranteed contracts. What's the compensation? Like, he's there's clearly interest. Sure. You know, does he want to give up the fourth pick? Is is that who they want to build their team around? Shane Steichen, is this the guy that – I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into this. On the surface, just like, well, go get the MVP. Okay. There's a lot there. There's 11 games missed, a missed playoff game, playoff performances, passing – there's a lot there that has to be factored into this deal. And so I'm not against Lamar at all. I'm just saying, like, these things are difficult. And for the player to say, I could do this, you need a bad guy in this deal. You need a, an, <laughs> an intermediary that can sit there and do the negotiations, Carl. Like, me and yeah, you could man. probably negotiate our own deals. There's a lot of players in the NFL that can negotiate their own deals. This is a difficult deal. And there's a lot at play. And even with the franchise tag, um, you know, depiction on it, that thing could have been handled differently between an agent and Lamar. So the problem right now to me is we're four months and three days away or a month and three days away from the draft. This deal has to get done before the draft because there's, there's four quarterbacks sitting there all waiting to go in the top 10. So are the Colts one of those teams Are the Carolina Panthers, one of those teams? We think so, but Maybe Lamar takes one of those teams out of the deal. So now you're up against the clock. You know, I mean, I don't know if I've answered questions or asked questions
0: here, but that's all the things running around in my head. It's just <laughs> the start of the whole thing, Carl. All right. Uh, a couple of things for me on this. Um, and I just want to throw this scenario out. I'm going to put it out there in the ethos and, and, and you guys can, can marinate on it. What if, the Colts take their fourth overall pick this year. They use it. They go get their offensive or defensive line better. They go get their edge rusher, whatever it might be. And after the draft, Baldy, they present an offer sheet because then they can go get Lamar potentially. And they've addressed their needs in this draft. And you give up the 2024 and the 2025 first round picks Mm -hmm. and you still get in the mix. Mm -hmm. Now, that is one solution, and I'm using the Colts because, to your point, that's the one team I think that you said it. is like, yeah, I'm interested, but I'm not interested in guaranteed deals. The other thing that I think needs to happen here is whoever is going to get involved, All right, and then I'll get to the whole negotiation part of this from my standpoint. Whoever's going to get involved, I remember – I look back a few years ago, Baldy. We remember when Kirk Cousins got his deal, and we were all mm-hmm. like, What? And it was like three years, guaranteed money, and everybody was freaking out. And I think for Lamar, this is the route. Like, if anybody's in his ear, dude, you're not going to get 250. But you might get 180 to 200 guaranteed for three years. Get your out where they can't franchise tag you so you can test the market again. You're still under the age of 30. And get moving. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to get five years and 230 and six years – It's not going to happen. So that is the two solutions that I keep thinking about is go Kirk Cousins route, shorter term, guaranteed money. Yes, we've seen it happen. And make sure that the team gives you an out to say, hey, after my three years, I still want to be able to to be not franchise tag. Or a team comes along like the Colts or one of these other teams in the top 10 and says, I'm going to use my pick this year, but I'm going to wait till after the draft to address you, Lamar, because I don't need you. In OTAs and all the things that we're going to do until after the draft, anyway, and I'm not willing to give up the fourth overall pick or the eighth overall pick if I'm the Atlanta Falcons. That is how I've changed my thinking about this okay. Barley, potentially. Right, I mean, look, look, look. Let me. So there's a lot to that, and that's a possibility.
1: Although I don't think the Ravens would be interested. Very interested in yes. that, Carl. Yes. I mean, if they lose Lamar, if they're going to lose Lamar, they need a replacement. They want that fourth pick to maybe go get Anthony Richardson. Who knows? That's right. This year. So they're going to, to me, while it, that might work out that way, and that's a possibility. And all we're doing is just throwing solutions that's out, right? right? That's all yeah. we can do at this point. Yes. Um, that So that, that's a possibility, and it might work out that way. But here's what I'll say. Like, to just look at this whole big picture, and, and this is always the case. Now – If I was running Lamar's camp, I would have had the best and the biggest bidding war of all time. That's how I would have done this. I would have gotten the Ravens and who knows, the the commanders. I would have gotten a bidding war for Lamar. It only takes one team. It just takes one team that's interested. Now, that's – and that would – we don't know who that might be. It might be the Colts. So, in all these deals, you just need one. To, to really say, he's our guy. We're going to do whatever we have to do, compensation, money. that So that's kind of – but that's kind of like hoping. Like that's not the best strategy in this deal because it's clear, no matter what Harbaugh says at the owners' meetings, he's got to say what he has to say. It's clear that the Ravens are a little perturbed by this whole thing. And sure. what came out yesterday from March 2nd made everything awkward because then it makes it sound like everything the Ravens are saying – is like it's not coming from any point of truth, you know? So uh, so it's awkward right now. It's very awkward. But I think, you know, these, these – so here's the thing. Nobody wants an agent, needs an agent, until you need an agent. That's just That's just. – we've <laughs> all gone through it, truth. right, Carl? We've truth. all gone through the agents. And yes, everything. yes. We, but when you need one, you need one. Right. And you better have a good one that can really – and one that has dealt with these teams before. And you know how these things can, you know how convoluted these things can kind of be. There's a lot at stake here. And so, you know, first round picks, you just don't want to throw those things away. Those are valuable chips. But if
0: you get the guy, you know, it can be, it can be, it can be a win-win for every team. Yeah, and let's talk about the agent thing real quick. Brian Baldinger, Baldy guys, check him out, follow him. Of course, I'm Carl Dukes, put him up. Glad to have you with us here on In the Huddle as we talk about Lamar Jackson's situation. The tweet came out yesterday, he wants out, he wants a trade, he's requested a trade, and we're just talking about all these different scenarios. To your point, Baldy, and I've had a bunch of agents, um, good and bad. (laughs) me too. But but, I will say this, you mentioned the bad guy and one of the the guys that was uh, really good for me uh, one time I was in a negotiation and this gets to Lamar and what you're saying. yeah and listen, I the entire time that we've been do- talking about this, I've said the market is the market unless he's asking for an insane amount, which we don't know, but the market's a market. he should be able to go in and with advisors obviously and say, Here's the marketplace. Here are the five guys that got paid the last three years. Here's where I want to be. And it just shouldn't be that hard. But the reality is, and this is the the advice that that one of my my agents gave me uh, years ago, I was in a negotiation and he calls me and he says, hey, look, uh, they're just not budging. Right. And I said, what do you mean? And I went down, you know, because I was upset, right? Because we yeah. get emotional, right? And I'm, yeah. and I'm like, but I'm doing all this stuff and I'm naming all the stuff I'm doing. And I'm like, and, and and look at the results that I'm getting and I've got the number one show and then I'm going off, right? And then I, I said, and they love me. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. And he said yeah but they'll never show you or tell you that
1: yeah it's good it's a good piece of advice there carl
0: lamar they may love you but they're not going to tell you that right and the point is to your point baldy it's business and so we bitched and moaned and complained and did all the things and and i got really i got a really good deal i get everything i wanted because you never get everything you want right And so that's kind of where Lamar is. What is the most important thing to him in this negotiation? And, you know, I've said all along, if the Ravens love you, show him. In our business, you pay somebody. That's respect. Brian uh, Brian Baldinger is a hell of a broadcaster and announcer and analyst. And you know what? He gets paid based on the fact that what he does and how it is reacted to and people respond to that's respect. Boldy, we respect you, so we're going to cut this check. And that's the thing about Lamar. Like, the Ravens can say all this stuff, but at the end of the day, if you love me, show me, even if you don't tell me in these negotiations.
1: So it's interesting, Carl, the word respect. Because, <clears throat> you know, it gets thrown around a lot of different ways. But I remember when Brian Billick was the coach of the Ravens, and he when, – when he came from the Minnesota Vikings to Baltimore to go for Ted Marchibroda who came – 1998, he comes in new coach. He like, I don't think Brian would get mad at me or anything like that, but he signed a six year, I think $10 million deal, okay. which was pretty substantial in 1998 for any head coach. But he said, you know, at that time that his contract was really important for respect. That when he stands up in front of the room, he's not the lowest paid coach. He's one of the highest paid coaches. Yep. And when he walks through the locker room and he's making a demand on Ray Lewis or whoever it might be, um, there's got to be respect and so Lamar wherever he goes like okay well however you know these contracts have a lot of different numbers some yeah. of them are inflated some of them are real guaranteed money is guaranteed money though and so it it, it, it is respect and how much are you respecting me and so that's what Lamar's looking at and I don't blame him that's the way it is that's the way it, that's the way this business works.
0: If you're getting results, Baldy, right? That's the thing. And, and, and for everybody out there, again, we can debate all of this. Well, he's 1-3 and in, in the playoffs. Give me a break, dude. There's a lot of things that play in the playoffs. There have been great quarterbacks who haven't won. Here's what I know. The kid is 46-15 and 15 or 46-14, and 14, whatever it is. Over the last five years, there's only one guy, one quarterback in the NFL who has a better winning percentage with 40 starts or more, and it's Patrick Mahomes. That's winning, Baldy. Mm-hmm. So you can take this resume and you look at it and you go, eh. like it, it, it's pretty damn good. You know, well,
1: the only thing, the one thing though, caveat about that. And it's great that you bring up the point is, you know, Patrick Mahomes does not have a fully guaranteed contract.
0: No, he doesn't. And it's what 500 so, million.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and who knows how the numbers, sure. you know, Lee Steinberg, you know, work the numbers, but you know, they, they both sides obviously feel like they won and that's, Really, where Lamar, I want to see Lamar at. Where both sides feel like they got a, they got the player they wanted, the player got the money that he wanted, he got the contract that he wanted. That's, I felt like that was on the table way before any of this started. Mm. And now, look, these negotiations, to your point, um, they could go in a lot of different ways. I feel like the Ravens, are looking for a suitor right now. That's what I feel like. No matter what Jim Harbaugh says, I feel like the way this thing is going, and this is this happens in these negotiations. These 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 relationships get fractured, and it gets spilled into the press. And there's sound bites, and there's you know there's uh, people that are carrying the messages. All this stuff that can happen, but it but they all can be. And I don't know if you can put it back in the the, the tube right now. Right. But that's why. The agent is so important, it, it you just need that guy that can just behind the scenes, just keep hammering away and hammering away to and, and really it never gets to the media. It just it doesn't ever get there.
0: Yeah. The hammering away part, too, is funny because. Um, <laughs> when I was in that particular negotiation, when I was ready to give up and just be like, fine, let's just do the deal. And he goes, yeah. no, not yet. <laughs> and, and to your point, just kept hammering guys. And, and, and listen, I hope you never need an agent. Okay. But if you do, you need one that's tireless and never quits. And the point is to Baldy's point, like as a player, as the players, Baldy's a player, I'm a player in our our careers, Lamar Jackson's the player. We get tired because it's not what we do. Like, this isn't what we do. We don't want to be on the phone all damn day and calling six and seven times and going, hey, but by the way, by the way, let me tell you, let me tell you, we we don't want to do that. You need a guy to do that. So, Baldy, I'm with you on this. I hear you. Would this have been done if he had one? I don't know. But maybe we're to a point where whoever is advising him you know, and, and the tedious work that goes into what you're talking about, that all this stuff, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. But I don't know if his ego is going to allow him to do it, Baldy. I don't I think don't so know either.
1: I know this. I mean, I've been through one of these negotiations with one of these networks, Carl, where um, I did it myself. God and bless And I, I remember I was in Maui. I yeah. was in Hawaii going, I just want to get away. I don't even want to be near it. But you know, I'm on the phone mm-hmm. with one of the, you know, with basically the negotiator, but not the guy that writes the check. Correct. This is the guy that's going to talk you down. <laughs> I'm telling you, Carl. I, I was so mad that I started yelling at my friends. That I'm with in Hawaii. Like, I'm taking it out on them. You know, I'm in Hawaii. Like there's no bad days in Hawaii. I'm yelling ah. at my friends. Like I don't even want to be around anybody. Yes. I'm so I'm so irate and everything. And they're lying right through their teeth to me. Oh, this just, a, and I was like, I don't care if it's just somebody that does t- to, to do the actual contract, I'm never doing this again. I don't care what it costs. Like I'm never doing it. And you know, these, these contracts, Carl, you know, their yeah, books these things are like legal briefs. Like these things yes. are, are a book, yep. all the yep. different details and all the con- And it's not to knock Lamar. Like I'm sure like all he wants is, okay, Deshaun Watson got 230 guaranteed million or whatever it was. Um, That's what I
0: want. But it's just not that easy. Yeah, it's not. It's a great story, Baldy, and it's true. All right, does this in any way, and we're talking about Lamar, being on the open market impact Aaron Rodgers' situation? Or do you think that the Rodgers-Jet situation is completely separate as far as how this might impact the market? Well, you know, Green Bay has
1: moved on, okay? They've moved on from Aaron Rodgers. I think more than the New York Jets sitting there and figuring out what the compensation, what the correct compensation is. Like Joe Douglas isn't giving up the 13th pick in his draft. No, and he shouldn't. For Aaron Rodgers. He's not doing it. Now, I don't know if that's on the table or not on the table. I don't know because it's been very, very quiet. Joe Douglas at the owner's meetings right now, and he's getting asked questions about it. Um, I feel like, and I don't know who has the leverage in this deal. I I really don't. And I don't know if that's even at play. I mean, everybody, well, who's got the leverage here? Okay, and that leverage can kind of direct you to where the solution is. But I don't believe what's going on with Lamar affects the Jets. I don't feel like the Jets are like, well, let's just, okay, no Aaron Rodgers. They want the 13th pick. We don't want to give it to them. Let's go to Lamar. Like, I don't think. Okay. That's at play right now. But I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong about that, car. I don't know. you know, I'm in Broward County right now. Lamar's in Broward County. I don't know, how, you know who's coming down to visit him, who, who's picking up the phone and calling him, especially after yesterday's tweet. Um, I'd be surprised if somebody isn't picking up the phone and calling him um, and just see where he's at. But I, I don't believe that the Aaron Rodgers situation with the Jets is at play right now.
0: Yeah, um, and Brian Gutekinds, the general manager, he said he doesn't view getting a first-round pick as necessarily or ne- a necessity to trading Aaron. So now you, what you're saying from a general manager standpoint is we'll take the best best offer, right? We're going to take the best package. I don't care what necessarily it is because we got a quarterback in love, so I'm not looking to go get a first-round quarterback. I just need something in return sure. that's fair. Um So, you know, Gunekets was talking yesterday and and he said a lot of things, but I agree with you. They moved on. This is just a matter of when, not if this is going to happen. I think Robert Sala spoke yesterday and he was like, yeah, I'm very confident that Aaron's going to be the quarterback of the Jets. And I'm like, what does he know that we don't know? So uh, he knows that I think they basically shook hands and everybody said this is going to happen and we'll get to it, you know, when we get to it. So. It's interesting that both Aaron Rodgers' situation and now Lamar, who publicly has come out and said, I want to be traded, they're just sitting there. But I agree with you. I think they're separate.